<laughs> Where are we now in the investigation and the search for Dale? We still are following many, many leads, and we still haven't found Dale, of course, and that's we're still looking for. But um, the authorities say it's extremely unusual for a case to be this cold and have as many leads still coming in. Now, Jean, I remember back when this first happened, and we marshaled all our resources that we could and, and went looking for Dale. We printed up the flyers, and we had her. You know, you all appeared on a couple of television shows. You all had thousands and thousands and thousands of leads, and every single one mm -hmm. of them, or at least a lot of them, were followed. Um, those were different days, though, right? We didn't have an Internet yet. Uh, we didn't have cell phones. I mean, the, things might have mm -hmm. gone completely differently if, if uh, we'd had the technology then that we do now. But how do the investigators continue to search? I mean, how do they pursue leads at this point? How do they come in? I mean, are people still picking up the phone and calling the police department? Mm -hmm. And uh, I know one recently was a, an investigator of cold case files from Indiana who had a case similar and was aware of the Dale's case and called our authorities in Columbia to say, hey, you need to look at this person. You know, we feel like this is a, a good match to what this person's been doing. Thinking the person who might have picked up Dale. Yes, to, looking, to, Dale, looking just at to be clear, Dale was declared a kidnap victim because that was necessary in order to get the FBI involved, yes. right? That's right? And because she disappeared and no one saw her actually leave or go anyplace or go with someone, it was, it was declared a kidnapping. That was yes. important. Mm -hmm. Uh, distinction. And as Dale, I knew very well because she took care of my son and she was this tiny, petite little thing, five feet tall, 95 pounds. I really could have literally picked her up with one arm if I wanted to. Um, so it'd be very easy for someone to, to, to snatch someone like Dale. She was beautiful. She was an artist. And, uh, you know, she's much, much missed and beloved by all of her friends and not forgotten. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles. I am Donnie, your host. And with me is a man that says, if Rick Springfield would have wanted Jesse's girl, he should have at least known her name. It's Dale. <laughs> That's right. Come on. You got to know her name, right? If you want her, you got to know her name. Got to know it. What's going on, man? Oh, ready to do another episode. What you got for us today? You got any good shout outs or anything going on? Uh, we got a few shout outs today on this rainy, crappy day. Let's see, we'll give a shout-out to my buddy Eddie down in Augusta, Georgia. Hey, Eddie, here's your shout-out. Don't be griping no more. Eddie. <laughs> and also a little shout-out to Nancy down in Columbia, South Carolina, and to our 500 Facebook-like Princess Consuela. You know who you are out in Texas. Thank you so much. Big state of Texas. 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 All right, Rockstar, what we got going on today? We have got a case that happened uh, about two hours from our location right here at the Crack House. Ed, that I've never heard of until I started studying this case. Well, it's crazy. Time to learn about it. Oh yeah, and it, it's crazy, man. This is the disappearance of Dale Dinwiddie. Not to be confused with Dale Me. No, this this chick spells her name D A I L. Correct. All right, to my Dale. <laughs> this is gonna be confusing. Yeah, it's gonna be confusing. All right, <laughs> Dale Boxley Dinwiddie was born on April 12th, 1969, to parents Jean and Dan Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yeah, the family, they also have a, a son named Drew. Right. And they resided in Columbia, South Carolina. Down there near the zoo, eh? Yeah. Riverbanks, yeah. shout out. 
Yep. Now, Dale was described as a bright and fun young woman. I mean, whose smile could light up a room, incredibly smart, and had an infectious laugh. And tons of friends, Dale. She's very beautiful. Yeah, she's quite beautiful. We're going to post pictures on our social media accounts and let everybody see what she looked like. Uh, However, while she was very outgoing and had tons of friends, she was also very cautious and pragmatic. She didn't like being out on her own. She didn't like being by herself. I can understand that. Yeah. Pretty small girl, too, though, so. Yeah, she was five foot tall and actually weighed less than 100 pounds. Right, small girl. Yeah, and looking at her, looking at her physique, she could almost be mistaken for a 10-year-old child. Hmm. Very, very small young woman. All right, she was a graduate of Heathwood Hall Episcopal School. Now, Dale also attended Randolph-Macon Women's College in Lynchburg, Virginia. And there, Dale, she earned an art history degree in 1991. And after she got her degree, she returned home to Columbia and worked several odd jobs, even as a nanny, before her disappearance. And she had plans to enroll in graduate school at Columbia University. So I think everything I read and and heard, she was wanting to be some kind of art history person. She wanted to study art history. Yeah, she liked doing that in uh, refurbishing or whatever. What do you call that? Yeah, not refurbishing, but it was... Yeah. Uh, she liked restoring art. Restore, yeah, and she liked to, to restore art. That's what she wanted to do or try to find a job doing that. She really enjoyed that. Yep. All right. We're going to get into the time of her disappearance because there's not much on her early life, but we're going to get into this part right here. And this happened on the night of September the 23rd, 1992. Now, Dale and about a dozen of her friends, they had tickets for a U2 concert. And this was at William Bryce Stadium on the campus of USC. University of South Carolina, not Southern Cal. Yeah, Gamecocks. Right. And at around 11.15, the concert ended. And the group she was with went to Jungle Gyms. Now, this was a nightclub in the Five Points region of Columbia. Now, Dale, the Five Points area, it's like a popular place for college students, restaurants, bars, artists who sell their craft out in the streets, different types of vendors all around. So it's pretty popular for those type of people. Sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They went to Jungle Gyms Nightclub, which is no longer Jungle Gyms. I think it's it's called the Horseshoe now. Is this a big place? Do we know? I do not know. I do not know if it was a big bar or not. At about 1 a.m. on September the 24th, Dale's friends left the club. They and Dale had gotten separated at some point during the night, and the group believed she had gotten a ride home from someone in her family because she was always, when she went out, if she didn't have a ride, she was the type that would call her family. She had done that before. Right. According to her mom and dad, she had called to want a ride. So that's what everybody in her group assumed that she had done. Yeah, because they they live fairly close to this area too, right? It didn't look like, from the maps I've seen, it only looked like maybe a mile or so or less than a mile. So it was just, you know, pretty close walking distance. According to a bouncer who was standing near the front door, Dale was looking for her friends at about 1.15 a.m. When the bouncer hadn't seen them, she left the bar 
but returned a few minutes later. At around 1.30 a.m., she left for good and was last seen walking on North Harden Street toward Green Street. And that was the last time she was spotted. So Dale, in 1992, in the Five Points area of Columbia, they didn't have security cameras. Right. Nothing like that. It just didn't happen. And cell technology, I think it was just getting off the ground, too. Yeah, I don't think anybody had cell phones. No. So, you know, that was the last time she was seen was walking north on Harden Street. All right, Dale. Now, at about 6.15 a.m., Dale's father awoke and noticed that the lights and radio in his daughter's room were on, but that her bed hadn't been slept in. And he was a little worried, and he called her friends, but no one knew where she was. At around 8.30 a.m., Dale's father contacted the Columbia Police Department to report her missing. Mm. And he still hadn't heard anything from her. So this is what, five five hours? Yeah. Something like that? Something along those lines. From the start of all this, the Columbia Police treated Dale's disappearance as a kidnapping. And because it was un... You know, kind of, I guess, characteristic of her to leave without any warning, considering how cautious she was or, you know, not wanting to be alone like that. Early into this case, a $50,000 reward for information was leading to the arrest or conviction of the persons responsible was issued. An intense search for the local area ensued, including a look through jungle gyms where it was found Dale had left a purse. Right. She had left Jungle Jim's bar without it. And I don't know if she'd been drinking. She had to be. To leave her purse. Right. Now, I've heard, too, you know, when... I don't know how, I don't, I don't, how women handle their purses, how, what the etiquette is on stuff like that. But I do know that if one wants to go to the restroom or has to go somewhere, they'll let another one watch it. Right. They don't to, take it with them. To keep from putting, <clears throat> putting their purse on the nasty floor. Right. I've heard them doing that. Especially in a bar at two in, or one in the morning. Yeah. College kids. So, you know, I don't know if something happened in there and she just forgot about her pocketbook. That's why I think maybe she's drinking a little much. Yes, because that's something you're not going to forget. Especially if you don't have a cell phone on your way home. You're going to have to have your purse, your money, your whatever you got i don't know you would think you'd uh, i don't know of course you think she'd called her mom too so yeah you'd think but yeah the last time the bouncer saw her was leaving harden street heading north toward green street well i was fixing to say unless something happened before you know and she didn't have a chance to go back in but if he saw her leaving on her own then that that's out so go yeah ahead. Go ahead. yeah I, w- I would almost bet that she was drinking a little bit too much and right. to, to forget that purse. Unless she thought she was just going to walk down the street and see if she's seen her friends at the, the next bar or whatever and then come back. Well, she still wouldn't leave it if she was there by herself. It didn't make sense. No, not to travel. Not unless it was like behind the bar and apparently it wasn't. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. Shoot that theory down. Well, we, heck, you just don't know. <laughs> An intense search of the local area ensued, including a look through jungle gyms, like we said, where she'd left a purse. High school and college students who knew Dale converged on the University of South Carolina to help prepare and tack up missing poster flyers all over town. And by the end of the week, a local law firm donated a building to use as a command center. So that was, that was pretty awesome, right. them doing that. Throughout their search, investigators 
consulted numerous psychics, which resulted in even them pulling a car out of a pond in Lower Richland. So they found a car, but not her. Yeah, exactly. They also checked local properties with the use of ground-penetrating radar, dug up bones, which turned out to be from a deer. They tore up a floor in a five-points home in order to find the source of a suspected foul odor. This family complained that they just started having a foul odor in their house. They even tore up the floor. Searched drainage pipes and everything like that in the area. Even whales and stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Even to help spread the word of Dale's disappearance nationwide, her parents appeared on Good Morning America, billboards featuring her image, and a plea for any information were put up. And you 2 even displayed her face on a video screen at their concert two weeks after she went missing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for them to do that. Yeah. And family and friends handed out flyers even at uh, at all the tour stops. And nothing. Yeah. It's just like, I even heard a quote from her dad. It's like, she just vaporized. Here one minute, poof, gone the next. Hmm. Nothing. Now, DNA from hair strands found on her hairbrush were uploaded to a database and had been compared to unidentified bodies found in the area. But, yeah, nothing has ever matched. But they still have her DNA on file. Right. Well, you know, anytime, I guess, they check it against any unknowns or Jane Doe's that are dug up or found, they can check that stuff. During the investigation, police looked into the possibility that a Puerto Rico native named Ronaldo Rivera, not Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> First time I heard that, I thought they were saying Geraldo Rivera, but no, this guy's name is Ronaldo Rivera. Yeah, Geraldo's still looking in the vault. Yeah, he's yeah he's still looking for that stuff. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, what vault was it? Al Capone. Al Capone, Al Capone's yep. vault, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. But this guy's name is Ronaldo Rivera, and they thought he was involved. Now, Dale, he is a former Navy pilot with an exemplary record who had also worked for the, the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff in Washington, D.C. Now, in 1992, he was a student at the Columbia University of South Carolina at Columbia. He had an exemplary record, but he had one yeah. little smidge. <laughs> now, this guy, I would like to do an episode on him Yeah, in the near future, so a little segue right there. Write that down. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we may cover him for too long. Yeah, that's pretty close to all that yeah. stuff. Now, Rivera, like I say, he was an exemplary record from the Navy, U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff, but he has admitted to murdering four women in Georgia and is a suspect in many more. Right. Close as they can, South Carolina. So, you know, you know, it's possible. Maybe you know, her being a student there and him being a student there. Maybe she saw him at one point. You know, right? It's possible. Yeah. And who's to say that she wasn't walking and he comes cruising by? Or yeah. He's casing the bar and her needing a ride <clears throat> and, and knowing that she has seen him before. Right. And her drinking little, little familiar. Hey, he can give me a ride. Yeah. And give her a ride. Yeah. That's the wrong ride if it was him. Yeah, this Rivera has he's known to have raped his victims before killing them. Mm. In 2000, he was charged with the murder of a police officer, and in 2004 was convicted and sentenced to death, plus seven life terms for related offenses. Yeah, you know, it looks like if he was convicted to all of that, and he has that big a sentence, that he would admit it if he did it. Yeah, because they're saying they've asked him and asked him, and he ain't talking. Yeah, he's not saying anything about this. Why, why would he have to lose? Serial killers love to put up their numbers. They love them, these numbers to get 
right they're killed to to be big numbers so yeah i don't don't know maybe maybe he didn't do it i don't know investigators have looked in the possibility of him being involved in dale's disappearance but interviews with him have not produced anything substantial dale Hmm. and no such charges have been filed as well police are currently looking into whether rivera was involved in the 1999 disappearance of paula merchant south carolina which may we may cover her case write that down yeah we're gonna write that down (laughs) write it down throughout the search numerous criminals have claimed to know something about the case leading authorities have traveled all over the country las vegas minnesota but their stories have all been debunked nothing nothing all right currently dale there's a twenty thousand dollar reward for information leading this case any information and like we said, Dale's DNA and dental records are on file and available for comparison. So anytime there's a Jane Doe that comes up, they can check it. It's probably auto-checked, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. And this has been 27 years. And there's nothing. They like nothing on her. This is the oldest missing person case in the state, isn't it? No, in Columbia. Oh, in Columbia. In Columbia. Excuse me. Yeah, the oldest missing person in Columbia. Now... The dominant theory in this case is that Dale was kidnapped and possibly murdered. And But given how cautious she was and the lack of clues in the case, it appears to investigators that the abduction may have been carefully planned. And it's believed that she may have been taken by someone she knew, like we said, and poss- possibly an acquaintance, as she would have invented an unknown vehicle or gone without someone she didn't know. So that's, that is very possible. That's very possible. Now, there's another theory, believe, that some online saying that Dale may have been a runaway to start a new life. I don't know how true that would be. I don't either, unless, you know, maybe she got pregnant or something that wouldn't, wouldn't go too well with her parents. You know, they were, they're being uh, more, I won't say uppity, but uppity parents and that kind of stuff, you know, maybe then she's just trying to get away, but I don't mm-hmm. know. That's kind of far-fetched. You think they would have frowned on something like that if she'd been pregnant? I mean, she was she was living at home, but she was 23 at the time. Yeah. I mean, she was a woman. She was a grown woman. That's true. So, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. But, you know, her being, you know, wanting to run away and start a new life, it isn't held by police yeah. or, you know, the, her family at all. And there's nothing in her background to indicate that she'll do something like that. Right, and she was living at home, so it's not like she was really rebellious against her parents or anything. So maybe that was just, I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Um, Now, in 1993, the community of Columbia gifted Dale a Christmas tree located outside the Ladder 9 Fire Department. Christmas was her favorite time of year. And she liked getting together with family and friends, and it was decorated in her honor with lights donated by the Divine Street Merchants Association. And in 2010, the children of Epworth Children's Home decorated it with more than 100 ceramic ornaments. So she's been constantly in the news and put out there to try to find out what's happened to her. And then nothing come up. Yeah. And it's been reported, too, that people that she grew up with, some of her friends, that her disappearance has had a lasting impact on them. You know, personally, I don't know of anybody in my personal circle that's went missing. No. I can't imagine the impact it would have on me to, to know that. And especially our parents. And 
but they do keep a constant and close eye on their children. I mean, you know, I can't imagine. Now, in 2016, Dale's classmates from Randolph-Macon Women's College dedicated a plaque to her at, at their 25th class reunion, which was pretty cool. Right. Now, for some contact information and, I guess, to sort of close all this out, Dale. Dale? Me, Dale, or her, Dale? Uh, her, Dale. Dale Dinwiddie went missing from the Five Points region of Columbia, South Carolina on September the 24th, 1992. Two. She was 23 years old and last seen wearing a long sleeve olive green pullover sweater, faded blue jeans, and a bright blue nylon LL Bean jacket tied around her waist. And it's a little bit of discrepancy about the type of shoes she was wearing. So don't don't know much. I've heard anywhere from it could have been uh, brown shoes or to white Nikes or some brown boots. Could have been with a blue stripe on the Nikes. Right. At the time of her disappearance, Dale was five foot tall and Nine, ninety six pounds. Ninety six. She was like we said. She was She's a tiny, small stature, and she had light brown hair with blonde highlights and brown eyes. Dimples on her face and her ears were pierced. And one finger on each of her hands had a slight curve to them. It's almost like a deformed finger. Hmm. Everything I've heard. And Dale, she also had severe asthma. And it required her to have uh, injections twice weekly. And the use of inhaler also to manage her symptoms. And she didn't take any of that stuff with her. Right, that's what I was going to say. I'd, I had read that she didn't take any of that with her. So the thing of her planning to take off was kind of out the window i think yeah i was i mean she, that, she would definitely would have had to have that with her yeah with that severe asthma uh, now currently her case is classified as endangered missing so they haven't you know they still think something she's possibly still out there is very possible what they're thinking yeah and if alive today she would be 49 years old you got anything to add to this no i don't guess i'll just i don't know i'm just it's pretty sad I was just trying to think of back, back through the case. We kind of jumped through it there as far as what happened that night. They all went to the club. They all were drinking. Some of them started going home. It was getting pretty late. She talked to the bouncer. Everybody's gone, and she's all of a sudden alone. She don't call her mother. I just wonder, you know, why she ended up alone. You know, yeah. we're all drinking, and you. I've never heard of anything of an argument between the girls or her friends no but if she was drinking a lot you know some people and i'm not saying this is her because i don't know her by any, any means but but just saying you know some people drink a lot they want to keep they want to stay if you're ready to go no i'll find my way home you go ahead and go i'll stay here i'm hanging out with mm-hmm. these people or that person or whatever and i'll find my way home don't worry about it i'll just live right over here my mom can come get me well we're going home last chance to go we're leaving yeah i'm gonna stay and then Ten minutes later, you go, damn, I should have left, you know? Yeah, and like I said, this was before cell technology. And, right. And she didn't call her parents from that bar. The bouncer never reported that, and her parents said she never called. Right, and then that, that kind of got me, too, especially since she was known to do that, and they lived so close. And I'm sure they would have let her call, especially she was already talking to the bouncer, and he knew all her friends going, this small little girl going to be by herself had to walk down the road. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, and... I don't, and then she just takes off walking, leaving her purse. Now, we've looked at maps from this Five Points area to her house. It's not that far. No. And the maps we've seen, 
would have taken her through a pretty sketchy part of yeah, town. A it, pretty rough part of town, I would think, the yeah. way it's described it, the way I read. And it wouldn't be a place for a young girl, not a young girl, but a, a, a small frame girl that looked young. Right. Hell, anybody, but especially. Yeah, so I wouldn't I, want to walk through no, that area. No. <clears throat> Late at night. I mean, so something could have happened there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's there's so many different possibilities. You know, like like you said, somebody could have drove up and bad intentions, and if she's drinking in that small, it's easy just to, to grab her and go. Mm-hmm. And then you got your sex trafficking people, stuff like that, and which you know that I don't know how prominent that was much then. I'm sure it's always been around, but I don't know her drinking and walking down the road small by herself. It's not a good situation for her to be in. Nope, not at all. I don't buy the thing where she took off to go buy to start a new life. Why would she? Yeah, I mean she had a pretty, uh, pretty well off parents. The way I, I can understand the way it, way it reads anyway. It's a nice place, nice house. Sent her to all these colleges to get her degrees and let her do what she wants. She was living with them, no problem with them. Everything was pretty much taken care of. So I don't, I don't see her trying to get out of that situation. Yeah, but her parents haven't given up hope finding her. They're, they're constantly getting tips um all the time on this case um, they even at one time gave out their personal phone number home number mm. for this i can't imagine someone like this having one of my kids no so yeah and if anyone has any information regarding the disappearance of dale dinwiddie you can contact the columbia police department uh you can contact crime stoppers or yeah. you know, if you want us to give us your thoughts and opinions on this case, you can message us here at Crackhouse Chronicles. Check us out on our webpage, our Facebook link, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Yep. anywhere. You know, if you have you know any thoughts, let us know. We'll be glad to hear them. Yep. If we get enough, we'll do an update. We'd love to do update episodes. So Absolutely. We'll, so we have some of that coming down the road anyway, but this case is, is fairly close to us, so it, it would be nice to try to find out what happened to Dale. Yep. All right, Dale, we got anything else to add to this case before we get out of here today? No, I guess that's about it. I don't I don't know. It's just sad to me. Yeah. But we love these, these type cases. Well, I'd, I'd love to do a case and then have it solved one day. Right. I mean, it's just... That's the icing on the cake. Well, we're keeping, we're keeping everything out there and keeping the name going and pushing it to the front and like we do all, all of our cases. You know what, what surprises me about this case, too? There's not much media coverage on it. Hmm. No, and there's very few podcasts on it. Uh, you know, you can check YouTube videos on it, and there's not many on it. It's no, just, I looked today. <laughs> it's not many. Even so, then, they said, well, they were on Unsolved Mysteries for like one minute. Yeah, one minute yeah, segment on Unsolved Mysteries. That's on there back I don't, whenever that was. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Shame on you, Robert Stack. Yeah. What's up? What's uh, up? <laughs> you, Mr. Creepy. <laughs> but I mean, I guess they have to pick and choose what they're going to cover and everything. But I mean, it did get and, some. Yeah, and there ain't a whole lot to this. I mean, as far as information available. Yep. So, so, I don't know. All right, Dale. Basically, when they went to the concerts, went to the bar, she's gone. And that's all we know for the last 27 years. Mm-hmm. But her family hadn't given up hope. In either way of it. All right. We want everyone to be safe, be careful, and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is 
The Crack House Chronicles. Chronicles.